Okay. So, it was a few things I've been realizing lately about like this whole thing I'm dealing with. The constant narrative that's pushed is fighting over a guy, you know, can't let go, or, you know, like, he doesn't want to claim you, so, you know, it looks weird. Like, I'll just, I'll have to elaborate because that's, like, too vague, but pretty much... I'm a girl that he saw in his dreams or something. Or somebody who he at least had a vision about. Because I've been told so many different, like... Things. But... I remember when I first got here. And I just realized earlier, it's been five years. It's really been six. But I was looking back at pictures from when I was back in my hometown... And I'm like, wow, five years. Ain't that what New Year's for? New Year's was for looking back and realizing like a whole nother year down. And like, how many years down since the last time you really checked to see how fast time was really like moving? And when I realized like five years, been five years at this point. When I realized that, I just took a look around and it felt like. For a second, even just for a second, like maybe whoever this is or whatever is going on was actually finally considered realistically. Like, look how much time I'm wasting on this. How important is this to my future? I mean, it's fun for now. Maybe it's invigorating. Maybe it's rewarding in whatever ways you're doing it for. But... How relevant is it? But I took a step back and I said to myself, how many times have I done things and didn't really care about how beneficial it was to my future? I can't judge anybody. But, you know, at the same time, let's let's not even talk about me. Let's not talk about them. Let's just talk about the situation. We're just talking about me and them at the same time. But let's not make it about me or make it about them, but, you know, Along, So, all I know is, you know, I realized that, and I realized this a few months back, though, in October. But I realized that, you know, they don't want to come to a conclusion, even if it's, you know, right. And even if it's the right conclusion, and even if it's, you know exactly what they need in order to be who they is like let's say this is everything you need everything you need to move forward and take that next step and you know you don't have to struggle anymore you don't have to hurt anymore you're in no more pain you know maybe you're still in pain but this is everything you needed this is the key would you not take that key because who's handing it to you you're out in the cold you're freezing starving homeless and you have the key to a new warm house would you not take the key to that new warm house just because who handed you the key? I mean, that's a complicated question only because sometimes the answer is yes and that's a right answer. Because think about it. 
if Satan handed you the key to that house, would you take it? And my answer would be no. Some people answer, but I don't care who's handing me the key to that house. I'm taking it. I'm out starving. I'm homeless. I'm cold. I'm taking that key. What do you mean? Why would I stay starving, homeless, and cold? It's a nice, warm house right there. I have the key to, or I could have the key to. I'm not taking that key if it's by the wrong individual with the wrong intentions because I probably end up worse off in that nice, warm house than starving and cold. Now... That's not always going to be, you know, the answer. And the answer is not always so simple. I feel like it always gets complicated with the, at this time because it's it's almost the other way around. Wild is the other way around. And so it's like, okay, you're in a warm house, but you need to get out because it's a prison. And you're being let out. The door is being opened for you, but you don't want to leave because who opened the door? So that's pretty much, that's better. That's a better analogy. And I noticed something like, this is the answer. This what they've been, you know, this, this been the answer. And, you know, the truth is evident. You know, regardless of people's opinions in the situation, you know, I've been knew what it was. I just had to fight hard for what it was. Otherwise, still try to tell me it's something that it isn't. But one thing that's definitely been, you know, made clear this entire time is like just because you say something is true doesn't make it true. It had to actually be true. And it's better to let action speak better, louder than words. That's better. It's not always what I'm doing, though. doesn't mean it's always going to be the option, like I said, but it's it's better. But regardless of anything, you know, they don't want, you know, their freedom. They don't want their way out. They don't want their peace. They don't want their happiness. They don't want to be freed because it's me that's the one been chosen by God to do the freeing. So they'd rather go without. So oftentimes I catch them like, you know, I, I'll, I'll be brought to a, a conclusion. I'm brought to, I'm brought to a conclusion. It's like, you know, I already knew that the whole time or I said it first. And now they're like, nah, I don't believe that's true. Or I don't want it. I don't want that to be the answer. Or nah, that ain't the answer for me. It's something else. And it ain't no better options. That is the answer. But you don't want to agree because I, I I thought of it first or because I came to the conclusion and you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to agree with the same option or the same conclusion as me, no matter how right it is. So if that's the right answer, you rather choose the wrong answer because I decide because I got the answer right too. How stupid is that? We both in a burning house and I got the ladder. You're not going to climb down. You're going to burn in the house. You're dumb. But it's like, I get it, that's your ego. And one thing that, you know, I was checked about by God is like, your ego is, yep, I did come to it first. And your only choice at this point is to agree with me or just not have the answer. Or just be over somewhere else with another answer. Find your own answer. Do it better than Go do what you was going to do. Because I'm over here with the right answer. You ain't got nothing to do with that. You can't change that part. So, God wants me to have a more humble spirit where it's like, 
you know, when I got the answer, maybe don't say nothing. Or I got the answer, maybe just sit there quietly. No matter how they provoke you, no matter how they're acting, no matter how much they don't want you to be over there too, you're there, just be there and be quiet. And I tell myself, it don't matter even if I do, if even if I am there and I'm quiet, excuse me, they still going to act funny just because I'm there. And maybe that's true. And maybe that's why I'm just like, oh, well, I don't care. I'm here. I just got an attitude. It's like, so what? Oh, well, you're just going to have to deal with it. I don't care that you're mad that I'm here. I don't care that you're mad. I got it right. I don't care that you're mad that I'm accomplishing things. Who are you? You know, you want me to be, you want me to lose. You want me to not have an answer or you want to have it before me. And I'm supposed to sit up here like, oh, I just won't say anything. And I'll just let you, you know, let all your feelings out. But what about mine? Who are you? Why do you get to be upset that I got the answer or I'm here? And I don't get to be upset that you're upset about that. But something that God has shown me is that their egos are a little bit more fragile than my own. I can do it. Like, and I want to be able to do that anyways, because I want to attack anything in me that's weakness. That's weakness. It's weakness to need to prove that. It's weakness to need to you know, exert pride. It's weakness to need to like, you know, flex, you know, anything. That's weakness. I should be able to be humble about anything. I should be able to give my credit, all my glory to God. It's not even my cousin me that I'm here. It's cousin him. So I shouldn't even have, I should always have a humble spirit anyways. And it's weakness to not be able to do that. If you can't have a humble spirit in any situation, that's weakness. So I want to be able to do that anyways. And so God is telling me, you know, if you really want to be where you want to be, then you'd be able to have a, a humble enough spirit anyways that it didn't matter what they said or did. You would, you know, be able to make the right decisions, meaning you don't have to get out of your spot. You don't have to not get the right answer and you don't have to not be there, but you can still be there. And despite how much they try and provoke the wrong reaction out of you or provoke anything just to try and somehow validate the fact that, you know, I got this thing attitude, but I know you'd have one too if you knew I had one. Like they're provoking you. You have to be able to have a humble spirit and don't ever let them prove that my ego is fragile, but so is yours. So I'm realizing that. And I'm like, okay, but I didn't even get a chance, you know, immediately I'll tell the I'll tell the scenario so this entire time I've been fighting this entire time I knew what it was about this entire time when it come down to it I'm like whatever I know what it's about though and they'll try everything in their power because they can't have that they try and have everything else so I knew what it's about this whole time but I'm just like you know I just I get I just guess I gotta fight and after fighting for so long sometimes you lose you lose like grip of what it's really about like it started off about this it's about this it's always going to be about this right but since you're doing all of this all day every day you're doing everything too much you know at this point it's like yeah it's about that of course that's that's that been understood but you you get 
you know, you stop reminding yourself it's about that and you stop saying it's about that every single time they do something because they're always doing something. So then by the time they come around somebody who don't know what it's really about, they like, you know, it's about this, right? And you like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It is. And you knew it was about that. You knew it was about that the whole time. But it's just they're doing so much that, you know, it's about that all the time. But it's about this right now. Or it's about this in five seconds. And it's about this in five minutes. And it's about this in two days. But it's always about that. But you can't keep reminding them it's about that. Because they're like, okay, we know that. It's about that. All right, say something new. You know? So it's like, all right, well... Now, by the time somebody come around that don't really know what it's about, it looked like it's about this small little minuscule thing that you did today or in the last five minutes for them to see. Now I look like a, I look like an idiot because if I fed into it or just the fact that you around me doing that, it makes me look like an idiot too. Some people will say just separate yourselves from them. Don't ever let nobody force you to look like anything. But the problem with that is, you know, when God has, you know, placed you in a position or a situation where he wants you there. So you just have to learn how to be able to, you know, exert enough confidence in God and in yourself that it don't matter what somebody else is doing, you're going to still look like you. But you're not there yet. You're not there yet. But you're getting there. So, that's saying a mouthful. But anyways, for so long I knew what it was about. But it does, it just wasn't translating and couldn't seem like it was about that. Because of how, how many other things it was about daily. I start losing. I just start forgetting that's what it's about. It's not even, I haven't forgotten. But I just, you know, I'm not reminded constantly. Well, I am. But... I don't know how to explain it. So much stuff is going on. So I go to church, you know, and I find out, you know, I can't find like-minded individuals here. They all going to be doing the same thing. But something else was confirmed. Like, you, know, you don't need nobody else to validate you because God validates you. Because I went to church and God showed up in that place. Like he, I don't feel like he ever showed up in there before. The pastor was trembling in my presence. I'm not even a pastor. I'm talking about my presence in God's presence, but you know what I mean? Because he should always be in God's presence. He's a pastor. But God has shown me, you know, Satan was working in his life. And I didn't want to believe it because I'm just like, I love to think innocently and I just couldn't see myself ever being, ever doing that. You know, I couldn't see myself ever, like, you know, submitting to Satan's power or bowing down to Satan because I know who God is. And I'm not even a pastor. Like, I'm literally, like, I feel like I'm a baby in this. Even though I've been, I'm a de- I've been a demon hunter my whole life. It's just, I'm not where I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be, you know, as far as, Knowing everything I'm supposed to know and doing everything I was supposed to be doing, I feel like I'm a baby in it, but I'm not. But all I know is, you know, I'm just like, 
it, it was it weighed on my heart. I'm not judging this pastor. I'm not trying to sign this this pastor at all. All I know is I went home, and it weighed heavy on my heart because I felt like, you know, like man, like not even a pastor, not even a pastor, and I know how to feel. Like at that point, like. Anybody else be like you feel how you you feel what it is like it, he's not real he's not what he's supposed to be that's what it is don't feel bad but it's like I always you know God it's like it's almost like God give me His heart and so I feel like you know how you preaching the word of God Jesus name your mouth and you know you got Satan hand up your butt like a puppet somebody else said that. So, when God showed me this, you know, how Satan can use this pastor, like, it kind of scared me a little, because I'm like, I'm not even a pastor. But this, like, you could tell Satan got this man's whole body, because when I call on God, and I call, I call to be in God's presence, and I stand before this pastor, you know, he can't get too close, and then when he does get close, he's trembling so much. His whole body trembling so much. He can't pick up a pen. He can't focus on what he's supposed to be doing. And I said, you know, so that must mean that the whole de- the demon got his whole body. Because there's people who are being possessed for a minute. There's people who are possessed completely. Like, they're overtaken with sin. The demon has their whole body. Like, they're not them anymore. They're somewhere, you know, being tortured by Satan in hell and the demons walking around in their body. Literally. This is real. And then there is, you know, people who are being tortured by Satan. You know, I said that already, but this is different. Like, they have their body. But Satan, you know, is able to put demons in them or on them. And these demons are there specifically to torture them from seeking and pursuing God. That's me. That's me. I've talked about this previously. Satan has put demons in my body because he knows who I am. He's placed demons on me to keep me from taking demons off other people. And he has, you know... Seems like recruited my entire family to take me down. But like I said, I have God. And God has shown me, like, I don't need anybody else. I don't need another pastor, another church. You know, I just need to, I don't even need to know the Bible like I think I feel like I'm supposed to. I just need to worship him and fast. But I'm being fought the entire time. So I just come to the conclusion that everything happens for a reason. If it haven't happened yet, that's because it wasn't meant to. You know, as much as I wanted it to have happened, and I hate that logic because then it feels like, so what was I fighting so hard for if it never was going to happen? Like, that's a messed up logic because you say because it hasn't happened yet. It was not meant to have happened, but that doesn't mean that it couldn't have already happened by now if you had put the work in. But still at the same time, it wasn't meant to because it didn't. You can't take back things. But regardless, 
I just, my heart felt heavy about this pastor. And then next, next thing you know, people, it felt like people just, everybody just started telling me about him. Nobody had to tell me anything, though. So everything I needed to know. And then that's when that's when, you know, one day I was laying in bed and I'm just like, man. I know God already told me it's only him. He like I have all the help I need. I have Jesus Christ Himself. Like, what am I searching for help for? But you never know until you try. And then the pastor said to me, "You know, okay. You know, I'm ready to repent." And I felt like it was easier for him because he is a pastor. Like I said, I just thought that you know maybe he wouldn't have needed to. But every pastor isn't, you know, where they're supposed to be. And I don't judge them. Because like I said, he's still a better person than everybody else around me. Because nobody has said this. Nobody was willing to admit this. I mean, a few people. A few people. But he did it in a way where he did it in front of everybody. Maybe it was easier because he is a pastor. But a few other people did it, but it's like they whispered it to me, and I almost didn't catch who said it and what was said. But that's every blue moon, because even still, nobody dare say something. And I don't blame them, like I said. But all I know is he said, you know, you're good. You're really good, and that's why. That's why you didn't do anything wrong. He didn't say he didn't go as far to say you didn't do anything wrong, but he pretty much just said you didn't do anything wrong. It's because you're good. And I'm like, I know. I know that's why. Yet I'm sitting here trying to figure out what I did wrong, how, where I went wrong, and blaming myself, and I didn't do anything wrong. It's not even me. And that's when I heard them, you know, say, I'm like, so why won't they just, you know, what is so hard about, you know, what did I do? Like, what's so hard about having somebody around you good? Like, or after everything you've seen, you're not willing to, you know, because each and every single last one of y'all have seen what I've seen at this point. You're not willing to, like, it. not even for me, for God. Because of who God is. And they were like, all right, you know, I guess the pastor talked to them and they were just like, all right, you know, will it, will, and they started to just, just a little bit inch into, just, just started just a little bit to admit it was because I'm good. And then that's when somebody said, it's happening, it's happening. Just like the prophecy state, just like God said, just like God said he sent her to do. He told her to come revise the people and she revising the people. She doing it. Look, it's working. And I'm like, I know, just like he said. And immediately I got excited. And as soon as I got excited, they were like, see, no, because she, nope, nope. That's why I'm not doing it. Because then she get to, you know, feel like she did it. 
She get to feel like, you know, like they don't want me to be the person God chose, but they can't change that. They wanted it to have been them. Maybe if it's not even them, anybody else but me. I don't understand because it's like, for real, for real, I don't think y'all rather, it's, I don't think y'all want it to be anybody. Y'all just don't want it to be done. But I can't agree with that because I see how much pain they're going through. And I say to myself, they want this more than anything. They just can't admit it. But I say all that to say, you know, that would have been it. And it would have been it a, a bunch of different times. A lot of times they make it feel like it was me that messed it up. Just like they try to make it feel like it's me that's doing this. It's my fault that this is happening. And it's like, every single day I I check with God and I say, God, is it still worth it? And, you know, a few times he'd be like, you know, I dared him to say, they're not going to still keep trying. I'm telling you, you off the hook right now. I promise you, but I don't like to do that too much because, you know, then they'll, you know, they pride already. It's already they pride that's keeping them away from, you know, what God said was going to happen. And it's going to happen because God said it. He don't tell a lie. So it's already they pride that's like, so what? We can prolong it. So what? You be, We can still make you suffer. You know, we can take longer, drag our feet, you know. So I try not to provoke any more emotions like that. And then, you know, God is like, he senses it. He senses that they'll start getting this attitude that's like, we don't even have to try no more. We've been dragging our feet so long. We're going so slow. We might as well just stop. And God is like, let them not get back up. Like, you can go as slow as you want to go, you know. But if you stop, we stop. Because I'm suffering. I'm suffering for you. And I'm not suffering for you to, you know, God suffering for you. That's number one. I hate to keep making it about me. But, yeah, I'm suffering in my flesh. God is God. He going to be good. He's okay. This is all for us. I'm suffering for you. For you to drag your feet. Just because that pride. And I catch them saying so many times, why you always have to be right? Why do it have to be you? Why couldn't it have been me? Maybe it's not you because you care who it is. I don't care who it is. I care what it is. No matter who showed up with this news, this revelation, this truth, this peace, this opportunity to move forward, I'm taking it. What are you talking about? That's why it's not you. Because it matters who giving you that. Somebody opened the door in my prison cell. I don't care who it was. I care that I'm, I'm able to go now. When God frees me. Yes, it matters who it is. But would it have really mattered who freed you now that you're free? Or are you, are you going to sit right there in your cell and say, it matters who's freeing me? Or are you going to get out your cell first? Like, that, that answer could be more complicated, but 
ultimately it come down to, you know, It don't matter who it is. That's probably why it's not true because you care so much who it is. And you will, you will actually allow who it is to keep you from something that's for you. Answer these three questions. Are you ready to be done with the situation? And don't make it complicated. And your soul, do you really want to be done with the situation? I'm going to answer them because I know you're going to lie. The answer is yes. Does it make you feel better? Is this what you've been waiting? No, no, no. Let me rephrase that. If you didn't know who it was, would you choose this option? This freedom? Would you want it? Let's say you didn't know who was handing you the freedom. Let's say you felt like you found it on your own. Let's say nobody else was even involved. It's just freedom. You know, no extras, no names. Would you want it? Yes? Okay. What else? Is it a good thing? Is it a good thing? It's a good thing? Okay, so who, why does it matter who gave you the message? Why does it matter who? It matters who set you free. God set you free. That matters. So I ain't going to say why does it matter who set you free. It matters who set you free. But why does it matter who we sent? Why does a messenger matter? When you order something from Amazon, you don't get mad at the UPS driver when something that what it's supposed to be. You contact the seller on Amazon. Like, I don't get that. But the Bible, in the Bible, it's a long history of shooting a messenger. That seems to be all people do. So it's not surprising that they're shooting the messenger. The only problem with that is that, you know, you can shoot the messenger and don't change the message. You still got it, didn't you? Okay, so it's still the same message, no matter how many messengers you shoot. In the New Testament, you know, there's scripture that talks about the the vineyard um, owner. And the vineyard keepers, he sent one guy, they they beat him up, they killed him. Sent another guy, beat him up and killed him. Then he sent his very own son. They beat him up and they killed him. So what is he going to do when he got to come this time? When he got to come himself? He's going to kill them and he's going to give their jobs to somebody else. That's how that goes. Just because you shoot the messenger don't change the message. What did he say? That's happening anyways. So I guess you bought yourself some time, but you ain't doing nothing but sealing your own fate. 